I'm Shaq. And I'm Jack. And you're listening to Coffee with Shaq and Jack. The podcast where we're going to talk life, business, and probably, or most definitely, a bit of bullshit. Okay, awesome. I'm live. What is going on Instagram? I hope everybody is well. And Spotify and all podcast platforms. Coffee with Shaq and Jack, episode number three. I'm just going to wait for Jack to get on. And sip coffee until he does. And by the way, if you're watching on um, podcast platforms, then you won't see that I'm wearing a pur- that you won't see that I'm wearing a pink do rag. But if you are on IGTV, then just know I'm wearing it solely for the purpose of people clicking on it because it's pink. So yeah, <laughs> right. But where's Jack? I can see that one of his accounts is on. But there we go. Right there he is. Morning, Jack Sims, mate. I hope you're well. I hope Jack connects at some point. What's going on, guys? Hello. How are we? There he is. Happy Sunday, everyone. Sunday. Don't know if a happy Sunday is something you say, but that's what it is. So, happy Sunday. Yeah. Point to talk us through what we're going to be talking about today. Today, we're going to be highlighting the seven bad habits you can el- eliminate right now to start creating an online income. So, whether that's you know, we'll go through them anyway. Um, but there were things that we used to be heavily guilty of every single day. Um, probably, every yeah, single every weekend, single minute or every single day, every, every single weekend. opportunity, every single anything we could. So, yeah, boom. Right, I want to jump straight into the content. Natasha's jumped on as well, which is awesome. But, yeah, Jack, throw first point at us. And Alex is here as well. And then we'll have a conversation, mate. The first one... I'm going to go with is um, <laughs> don't be scared of your bank account. Take responsibility. Um, we all sort of shy away from that. Like you, you kind of go to the machine telling yourself you've got less than what you actually have in there. Because when you actually look at your bank account, then you're like, oh, I've actually got more than what I thought. In there. Not disappointed at the amount yeah. that you've got in there because you've already said that you've got less than you know you've got. Yeah. 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 Um, I've got a little um, story about this as well. Um, you've heard this story plenty of times. But <laughs> I was part of this story. If anyone knows the one pound fuel, t- fuel trick, then please comment, let me know. But if you don't, then what I used to do is every single every single month, to be fair, like the third week into the month, I used to take my car to the fuel station. I'd have nothing in my bank account. I'd have a quid, actually, because you need a quid. You need a quid. You can't do it with zero in your bank account. Then you head to the fuel station, then you fill your tank right up to like 60, 70 quid, but you go to minus 59, minus 69 pounds in your bank account. And then on the fourth week, you're paid and it all replenishes. So you're constantly on this so, cycle. Yeah. So what happens with that is, if you pay at pump, bro, then you <laughs> get the option to pay with card and it'll only charge your card a pound because it doesn't know what, how much fuel you're going to take out anyway. Yeah, Jack used to do that pretty much two weeks into the year. I remember one day we were sat at work and Jack used to work later than me. And he's like, go and fill my car up for me, please, so that then we can leave quicker. He's like, no worries. I was like, give your car. And he's like, you've got to pay it pump, though. He's like, because I've only got a pound in my bank account. And that, <laughs> <laughs> and that is the reality of what it was sometimes, though, weren't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that being scared of your bank account thing is a big one. Like, a lot of people... It gives me huge anxiety, right, when I don't know what's in my account or I don't know what I've got. Like, probably three times a week, every other day, I'll sit down and write all my finances out just so, like, my mind's at peace so I know what's going on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, I swear. I think on that one, I've got written down on that as well. Look where you're wasting money. Face your statement. So go through, I think we covered this on one of the previous episodes, but go through your bank account and have a look where you're where your money is disappearing are you are you wasting it on like consumables like going out for a takeaway um are you accumulating assets like are you actually bringing stuff are you actually bringing stuff into your life which is going to develop you as a person or is yeah you know i mean i don't think it's about stopping making i don't think it's about stopping spending money right and i read a quote yesterday that really really resonated with me on that I don't know whether it was a quote I saw or I listened to it, but basically somebody said you can't save your way to being a millionaire. No. And that is a fact. Like, you cannot save up enough money to become a millionaire. So it's not about checking out your bank statement and saying, right, 
I can save 62p if I buy this brand of this instead of this brand. It's not about that. It's more about looking at where you're wasting lump sums of money. Like, I don't know about for whoever's listening, probably if they're anything like us. I don't see why anyone would be listening to this who's not like us. But you used to spend a tremendous amount of money on alcohol and things that we thought were fun that really brought no joy at all. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I mean, like, consumable. Something which is, you are literally eating your money. Like, there's no other way around it. You are literally, your money is not coming out the other end of you. Like, you are... Like, that pains me now. Anything that I... Anything that I have to spend money on that I know is not a return hurts, right? So, say online advertising for such... I put as much money as I humanly can into online advertising. Doesn't bother me. I can see that something's coming out the other end of it, right? So, I'll spend all my money there. But if you want me to spend a tenner on something that I know that tenner is just gone, very reluctant to do it, right? Because... That's how you stay broke. Like, quite literally, you get money and you spend money. There's no, there's no cash flow, do you know what I mean? There's just cash in and cash out. I think that's one of the first things sort of I learned and the th- first things which hit home. Coming into business, I think, well, a lot of people coming into business are told to read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that kind of, once you've read that, you come out of reading that book and go into the shop and you're like, that sandwich is three quid. Do I actually buy that? Or is that three pounds that could actually go into ads? And, you know, that's a that's a day of testing, three pounds. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I think that's a huge one. Like, you can't, or you can't solve a problem without acknowledging it, right? So if you don't like your financial situation and money is something that causes you huge anxiety at the minute, then you need to take control of it. You need to know exactly what you've got coming in and exactly what you've got going out, right? Because that is a figure no matter what. You have a certain amount coming in, a certain amount going out, regardless of whether you know what that figure is or not, right? So better you look at the problem and you say, okay, this is how much I've got. And it might not be a pretty sight, but at least once you know what it is, you're then able to control it and manipulate it. Do you know what I mean? Like, if not, you just, yeah, you get thrown about by money and it's horrible. It's an absolute fucking horrible feeling. Don't get me wrong. Definitely not got the most money in the world at the minute. But the fact that I know what amount is in my bank account and what I've got where is a lot more than I used to have. I used to have no clue. Used to be like, right, well, I was an apprentice anyway, innit? so I was on like, what, £600 a month or something ridiculous like that? £3.60 three pounds three pounds or something. an hour? as an apprentice, which has absolutely, like, hurt my soul. Yeah. Right. But with that, I would then just spend it. Do you know what I mean? I didn't feel as if there was anything to do with it. Like, my money at the minute has worked. I know what money I've got. I know what I'm spending it on. I know what investments I'm making and what's coming back to me. And that's huge. Even just to feel secure in money. Do you know what I mean? Like, I notice as soon as something happens with money where I don't know what my money situation is again, get really bad anxiety, I'm in a bad mood, I need to figure it out, and then I'm all right again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right. yeah, and it's because it, it kind of it allows you a little bit of freedom, doesn't it? Like, money does bring freedom to allow you to, to go to the shop, yeah. to not, not spend ferociously, which we're going to touch upon, but, you know, just to be able to buy things you need and be happy, not put yourself in a bad Mate, mood. I've had times where I've gone into a shop and had credit cards rejected. Not bank <laughs> cards, not debit cards, right? I've <laughs> had credit cards rejected. Like, my credit card is maxed out. That's how bad it's been, right? But you can pull yourself back from that situation. Like, it's not an issue, do you know what I mean? Like, where you are yeah. at the minute is only where you are. It doesn't define you. But, yeah, you do need to get set on it to then be able to change it, for sure. So yeah, don't be scared of your bank account. Have a look through, take responsibility. Second and point. Solve the fucking problem. Don't just sit in it. Do you know what I mean? When we sit in problems, yeah. we feel awful. Right, but I want to throw another one out there. <clears throat> and I want to say, wanting maximum results for minimal effort. I feel like this is something that a lot of people want and a lot of people need to face the reality that they're not going to get. Right? Ultimately, you get out what you put in of anything. Only problem is, when you're in a job working for somebody else, that what you get out is capped by what they want to give out. Do you know what I mean? Not necessarily what you work. Obviously, in business, it's different. It's a direct correlation. Like, you get out exactly what you put in. But, yeah, go on. 
talk to me? I think um, the expectation nowadays as well. I was sitting there thinking the other day, can you imagine being like 20, 25, 30 years ago and you didn't see people in front of your face having all these nice things? Like you would kind of be like, okay, I will, I will like work for five, 10, 15 years. But nowadays with all these things, like all of these all this access to these famous... I can remember when Twitter first Instant came out. Instant gratification like, in it. What yeah, was I, was, I remember when Twitter came out and it was like, shit, I can get in direct contact with David Beckham. What the fuck? Like, what the hell? But I now it's like... You have to go to the library to get on Facebook, mate. Yeah, now it's just everywhere. Like, you look, on, you look online, you see Dan Bilzerian with his massive house and you're like, oh, it's going to take me 20 years to get that. I can't be bothered to work for that. So, yeah, and this is it, I right? think... Oh, yeah, go on. No, carry on. I don't want to interrupt you. All right, cool. No, so I, just, I was just, oh, I was just, um, I was just like, just gonna round it off and just say, yeah, like, it. The expectation nowadays has just got more and more. So that the kind of the 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 willingness to put the work in has got less and less. Yeah, so that I think that comes down to living in a world of instant gratification. Like we haven't even got to go out the house to get what we need anymore. Amazon one day it's at your door. Do you know what I mean? Whatever you want is at your fingertips. You want to see millionaires, they're there. Do you know what I mean? Whereas years ago, I don't think that was there. People understood that they had to work, right? But now the problem is all of these famous people. All you're seeing is their results. Do you know what I mean? You've missed the 15 years of hard work they put in when they couldn't show it off on the internet and now you're seeing them showing off on the internet and feeling like you need it yesterday. You no. know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah like yeah. you need it yesterday. Like even now isn't good enough. Like I need it. I need it yesterday. <clears throat> and that's it. When actually things require work and they require effort. Do you know what I mean? Like people are like, ah, oh, that's going to take five years. Like it might take me five years to build this life that I actually want. Right. Five years are going to pass anyway. Now what? So what did you do? You didn't start then, and now five years are gone, and you're still there. Do yeah. something. <laughs> and you, you always hear these stories of these people. Like, there's so many people who get all their dreams become true at the age of, like, 50, 60 years old, like, because they don't give up. Like, for example, the KFC yeah. guy who tried how many times? 1,009 times or something stupid. And on the like, something, like, then he got franchised. Yeah. Yeah. And I wrote that, didn't I, the other day in that post that I don't know whether the people listening to the podcast probably won't have seen it, but I wrote a post the other day about my mum and about my childhood. And I wrote on there, my mum went, my mother managed to change her life at 38, right? And she came from a fucking horrible place, right? Like a place that most people, 99% of people watching this, are not going to get to the place that she got to. And she still managed to change, right? So if she did that at 38 and she's now, what, 46 and life's incredible. If you're my age, say, I'm 20 years old, right? That means I've got 46 years. And I can... And I can do that. Do you know what I mean? So you haven't, you don't need it now. You don't need it yesterday. You need to understand it's going to take time, but something will change. You just have to want it. You have to do something for it. Like you have to stop seeing these get rich quick overnight. Fuck me. Let me put every single penny I've got into Bitcoin because my uncle's brother said it was going to rise by 20% overnight. Stop doing that shit. Find yeah. something that's going to work. Find something that's sustainable and work through it. Do you know what I mean? There's going to be ups and downs. Yeah. There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be hard times. But stop waiting for your one lucky break that's never coming. Because if that's what you're looking for, you're going to die unhappy. You need to create it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. what 100%. <clears throat> it's never, ever, 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 ever too late. Like, find something you can work on every single day. Um, find something which is provided sustainability for people like within 15, 20, 30 years time. Like, yeah. Sure. Right. Cool. Jump. I'm going to, I've got a lot to say on this one. Being ignorant to wasting time. So when you get home from work, what do you do when you get home from work? Do you waste an hour there just, just chatting? Do you waste an hour gossiping? Like, do you, what do you do straight after work? Like I always used to, because I used to go to the gym straight after work. So I used to 
finish work. I used to down my pre-workout as soon as I finished work so I don't have any excuse not to go to the gym because I'm not going home sitting on my bed staring at the ceiling like shaking. Yeah. So I used to down my pre-workout as soon as I finished work. That way I'd have to go to the gym even if I was feeling shit. Um, or another one as well, if I would go home straight after work, I just wouldn't sit on my bed because I know as soon as you sit on your bed, done. you are gone. Like you're gone as soon as you Talking to that, like... quick side note. I'm going to be in the gym at six o'clock tomorrow morning. But anyway, carry on. Oh, don't get me started on that. You'll make me go off topic. Um, <laughs> yeah, so just be aware of the little things that put you in their moods of laziness um, or put you in their moods of just not getting anything done and unproductivity. Um, like, uh, what was I going to say? Think, the, the, go on. I think an easy way to not, give yourself that chance to waste time as well as to have your day planned, right? And I kind of wrote this in another point, right? But some people just get dragged through life because they had no plan, right? So if you've got that plan of I'm doing this at this time, you've got your day blocked out, you're less likely to waste time because you know where you're going. Where if you wake up, right, and it's one of them days where it's like, oh, what am I doing today then? You've already wasted time thinking about what you're doing today. And that's before you're out of bed, you know what I mean? Then your whole day goes through and you're being reactive. You're not actually being proactive. You're not doing anything that you want to do. You're just being dragged through reacting to whatever happens. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's definitely something to not do. I think everybody should have their days planned out in advance. So, I mean, I'm not somebody who's got my days planned out down to hours, but I know at what time I do what things, you know what I mean? Like I said, I'll be in the gym tomorrow at six o'clock. I already know that. I haven't said tomorrow I'm going to the gym. Don't know when, but I'll get there. That's not that's not it. Do you know what I mean? Like I've got the time. I know when I'm going, and that happens for everything. Do you know what I mean? I know when I'm working on business. I know when I'm seeing people outside of business. Like I know when I'm having some me time. I know when I'm doing all of them things before I get there, so I'm not reactive. And like yesterday, I nearly had a reactive moment. I'll talk about it a little bit, right? <clears throat> so. Yesterday was my cousin's 60th birthday, and there was a party for her in Birmingham. Now, yesterday, I had a fucking to-do list as long as my arm, right, literally the length of my arm. And at one point, I'm like, right, I'm now going to drive to Birmingham. And I was like, right, Shaq, slow down, right, because you actually are the guy that does that. Like, you do just say, yeah, I'm going to do it, and then do it. But is that just you reacting? Like, do I actually want to be there? And then I thought, right. Well, we've got to do the podcast this morning. I thought, so if I'm now in Birmingham, then I'm doing the podcast in my car or something, and it's not as good as it could have been. Do you know what I mean? So because I had other commitments and I'd already committed to things in advance, I was able to say, right, Shaq, you're being reactive there. Go back to being proactive and live your life. Yes, you're missing somebody's birthday. It's not ideal. It's not nice, but it's life. There'll be more birthdays and ultimately the mission that I'm on and the things I'm trying to achieve are more important. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. You've got to kind of, everything has a knock-on effect. So you've got to kind of sort of review the knock-on effect that has and if it is a bigger knock-on effect than the other choice. And that is it, reviewing the knock-on effect. Like, I've been so guilty of not doing that, like, all throughout my life up until this point. Don't get me wrong, I'm 20 years old. So I've probably been a bit irresponsible up until now. It's fine. I'm coming into life. But I've definitely been, yeah, heavily guilty of it. Yeah, and it's dangerous. It's dangerous, like, wasting, like, wasting time. No, I mean, like, going to work, like, Monday to Friday, and then, like, all you want to do in your spare time is just see friends, and then friends become friends because you have a good time. Like, you're not friends with someone because you you don't have a good time with them, and then that yeah. good time becomes dangerous because a good time is addictive. And before and, you know it, you you wasted time again. Cool. Yeah, and it's Will Smith in it that says there's nothing more like detrimental to your brain than extreme pleasure, right? And extreme pleasure is what we're all going after. It's the reason that we're all going out and drinking every weekend. But yeah, I was speaking to somebody yesterday who fell out with like their lifetime friend, and it's like, well, in all fairness, I knew that this was coming. I just didn't want to admit it because we're on different paths. Do you know what I mean? And we know we're on different paths. But now we have to have a big argument to say that we were on different paths. You know what I mean? When they could have just said, look, we're going in separate directions, let's split. But once again, that comes down to that thing of looking at who you're surrounding yourself with. And if they're wasting your time. A lot of people have friends who waste their time. That's a fact. 
I've had many, many, many friends that have wasted my time. I, with my friends, though, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever sit there and say like someone has wasted my time. I'm, well, actually, there has been a couple of people like you, you know that for a fact. But a lot of my friends, there's a lot of friends which I love dearly and like I respect them massively, and you know I do have a bloody good time when I'm with them, like laughing in stitches. You know some of the people I'm talking about. Yeah. But and I love it. I love spending time with them. But at the same time, you got to think like is that time what could i be doing in that time you know because i'm not ever going to get that back like i've had that time where i can laugh i've been there at laughs and like having laughs in the past that's it it's right. finding out where you're at now okay so like back then that would have been great to chill with them friends because you didn't actually have a mission do you know what i mean sometimes you need to realize that you're not the person who you were people say that as if it's a bad thing it's fucking not it's absolutely not do you know what i mean like, not being the person who you were is a good thing changes ultimately what we're meant to do. Like, we started off as fucking monkeys and now we're this. Do you know what I mean? So change is definitely what we're meant to do. But, yeah, it's finding out yeah. where you're at and doing the things that serve you now, not necessarily reacting off of past behaviours that served you then. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like, um, yeah, I was just going back to that example of working Monday to Friday and then finishing and on the fr finishing on the Friday and then straight going out around your friends and then getting drunk. But then it's not just the time you're actually drinking that you're wasting because then it becomes like five times ten times that after if you yeah. spend two hours out, you can spend twenty hours recovering if you drink excessively within them two hours, and then that's yeah. pretty much a whole day gone. Not only that. I think with shit like that, like drinking and all that, like I used to love a drink. But now, like if I have a drink, it's because I actually like want an alcohol. Do you know what I mean? It's because I want a brandy yeah. or something like that. But yeah, like that thing, you put your brain, like the amount of serotonin that you get rid of when you drink is horrible. Right? So you drink for that day. And I don't know who these people are that can get up with a hangover and go about their day and go to the office and bounce about. But I'm definitely not one of them people. If I drink, yeah, the next day, I want to be left the fuck alone. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? So better I not get like that. And I know that now, do you know what I mean? Better I not get to that state where that day after I drink, I don't want to be around anyone. I'm not going to do any business. I'm not going to talk to people. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to be by myself, like, staring at the ceiling, thinking, why do I do that to myself? So, yeah, better I not get to that place in the first place. This is, once again, in it, it's looking at the knocking effect. Yeah, and it's... I'm not saying one's bad or two's bad. Like, I'm not saying that at all, but it all starts with one or two. Like, if you're in control... Depends who you yourself, are. Then... Like, depends who uh, you are. Because if you're listening to this right now, you need to understand that on the phone in front of you is two blokes who take life to a very extreme... <laughs> no matter what they do, really. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, everything is quite extreme. So I think if you are one of them people that can, like, have a glass of wine in the evening, then that's brilliant, right? But if you're like us two, and from the one, you end up getting smashed up and hating life and all of that sort of stuff, then don't do it to yourself. Do you know what I mean? Once again, it's about knowing who you are. Yeah, do not... Yeah, do not do it to yourself. Don't. It's, it's pointless. It wastes time. It literally wastes everything you've got inside you. But... And time is the largest commodity in, in the world. <clears throat> but yeah. Right. yeah, cool. Get another point then. Trust it. Another point. Having resistance to reading. Um, and I think there's a big stigma around reading unless you're on the other side of reading. Like, unless you've taken that step into reading, there's a bit of a like, oh, I'm not reading. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing so that. can we bracket that? And then talk about that as a whole of just being closed-minded to things that you haven't done before. Just being yeah. closed-minded to opportunity as a whole. Like, I know reading is definitely something that me and you never did before this. And it's one of the things that we were very closed-minded to. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Along with yeah. a lot of um, I'm just going to say hello to Rich Pike and Ashley in the comments. On and IG. free that soul who's jumped on and a few other people. But yeah, we'll I hope you're good, guys. I don't drink, but time with my friends is extremely important. My belief is that everything is about our connection. Exactly. But once again, Rich, it depends on who your friends are. We don't know who your friends are. What are yeah. your friends doing? Like, what are so, they speaking about? So, yeah, I'd like to jump in there. Like, I know Rich's story, right? And I know that at some point in Rich's life, there, there has been a child where he's had to see the friends that he was around 
haven't been any good for him. Do you know what I mean? He's made that change. So yeah, friends are good for you and everything yeah. is about our connection, right? But that's if you're connecting with the right people. Do you know what I mean? Like at some point, especially I think growing up like Jack, what, 27, I'm 20, in that early period of life, I think you sometimes make friends that aren't permanent. Do you know what I mean? And you need to know that that's okay. But 100% everything is about connections. Like if you've got connections with your friends and never lose that, that's not what we're saying, guys. Yeah, yeah, like, like, and we all have, I have that friend as well. I have that friend who's nothing to do with business, nothing to do with my work, but he sees me every day. And this is because we make each other feel good when we're in each other's company. Like, it's yeah, our, sure. our sort of energy, your friends and it. So, yeah, I get what you're saying, Rich. Definitely. 100%. For sure. But right, yeah. So, closed-minded opportunity, reading, that sort of stuff. Carry on. Yeah, so before reading before taking that step to read we kind of look at a book don't we we associate it with people who are a bit more intellectual than us we kind of put ourselves down we can't read i can't read a book um but no there are other platforms out there like if you don't read you can listen you can get that exact same book but you can plug it into your ears but i think also another thing with the reading stigma right is in school you're forced to read these books that are fucking boring yeah, that you're not learning anything from, that you don't really care about, right? And it's like reading then becomes something you hate because you believe that everything is like this play that was wrote by Shakespeare and you don't really understand it and the words have got fucking 18 syllables in it and all of that sort of stuff, right? But I think actually when you look at what's available now, especially in the personal development space, right? So like a book that I <clears throat> talk about because of the way it's wrote is You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero, right? Yeah. So that book is wrote in such a way that it feels like you're having a conversation with your friend, you know what I mean? Like the author, she's what, 30, yeah, 30 something year old woman who's just like everybody else, you know what I mean? And it's a book that's yeah. wrote in a way that's, yeah, it's, it's like a conversation, you know what I mean? It's not an effort to read. And I feel like school or college or wherever you've been, has made you believe that reading is something that you have to do to pass exams and to get through, do you know what I mean? And it's become a chore when actually reading is something that's valuable. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And people spend years, well, years and years sometimes to write books. Like they put their all into a book. So if they put their all into a book and it's like pretty much like a condensed version, I don't know, they've got all the knowledge and they've condensed it down into a book. Got like, 300 pages of somebody's life in more, in exactly. most cases, do you know what I mean? Exactly. Actually, Struggling to read lately. Yeah, okay, cool. You're just can't me. get into it. So, struggling to read. I mean, do you read or do you listen, mate? Because, I don't know, maybe you could sort of flip between the two when you're struggling to read, you can listen yeah. when you're struggling to now, listen. Now, me and Jack take opposite sides of the coin on this, right? <clears throat> because I always say that reading a physical book you'll get more from the listening, mostly because when you're trying to listen, you're trying to do something else as well, or like you're scrolling or you're sat there and you're walking or you're trying to do something else, right? So I feel like with books, you you take in more of what you're saying, but if you're struggling to read, actually, then chances are you're reading something that's not connecting with you. Do you know what I mean? Like every book is not meant to connect with you. You're not going to want to read every book. That's fine. The current book I was last reading... Like, the last 30 pages or something were just testimonials. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to pick it up. It was boring. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, but I got what I needed to from that book, put it down, and jumped on something else. If anybody's wondering what I'm reading at the minute, a happy pocket full of money, and it's absolutely incredible. But, yeah. Um, like... I was going to say, just touch upon you if you're struggling to read. Mate, like you could possibly have a lot on your mind that you're struggling to wind down and actually connect with a book as well. Uh, I can't read because I, yeah, I, I don't read because I literally, where Shaq says he listens to it and can't take it in, I'm the other way around. I read it and I can't take it in. Like I'm looking at the words, but like I know, I know 100% I've not got full control over my mind, over my brain, like over what my mind thinks. Jack needs to meditate. Come on, everyone get in the I, comments. Everyone get in the comments. Tell us Jack. I, I, I do need to meditate. I do need to slow down, but um, yeah, I just don't. Um, but yeah, I listen to a book. So when I'm, when I'm 
getting up in the morning when I'm li re like reading my coffee, I was about to say, mate, when I'm drinking my coffee, like I'll have a book on, or when I'm then sitting in bed in the evening, like then going to bed, I'll have a book on. I'll try not to fall asleep with the book on because then I lose where you are. Yeah, with audio, but... you can um, set sleep timers as well, which I find really handy. But I usually listen to my audio books when I'm walking. So I've always got one on the go of each anyway. I've always got an audio book and a actual book. Yeah. You know I mean? <clears throat> but yeah, when I'm walking for me. Um, but yeah, just expanding on that and saying, being closed-minded to opportunity as a whole. Okay, so reading is obviously one of the things that we're kind of closed-minded to. But there's a lot of things that we could expand on. And I guess it's almost like we've been told so far in life to do these things and not do these things that we've never really considered it for ourselves. You know what I mean? I think when we yeah. see different people who function in a different way, because let's face it, most of us, what was I then going to say? Right. <laughs> Most yeah, of us will probably follow the crowd and won't go against there we go. the grain. Most of us, right, the flow. have the same beliefs as our family for the most part, right? Because they were the people who raised us. So if your family thinks in a certain way, chances are you're going to think in a certain way, right? Which is why some people who are like, oh, yeah, but, you know, my dad did this, and so now I do this. Trust me, if, if that was the bit of advice I'd taken, I wouldn't be sat here talking to you lot right now. So don't take that advice right. Don't think that everything your parents did is correct. Don't think everything anyone around you did is correct. Just look around and make, make informed decisions on things by yourself, okay? So you look and you say, okay, so high achievers, they read 52 books a year on average. So you should be reading. Like, surely that's clear. It's like, well, 80... I think it's 82% of millionaires or 82% or of self-made millionaires are made for the network marketing industry. That's a real, real statistic, right? So that says, okay, so network marketing is a real way to possibly make money. You know what I mean? It's about looking at, looking at things that not necessarily the people around you do, but the people that you want to be like do. Go. Yeah. Um, in response to the the closed-minded to opportunity thing and, and being your, like, I've noticed so much recently how I'm like my parents, like, just the little things they do. I'm like, right, half of me is my mum, half of me is my dad. I'm like, <laughs> trying to work, like, then you can kind of figure yourself out. Like, how do they react to that? How am I reacting to that? Um, but yeah, I definitely get that. Um, but don't. Um, <laughs> next point I'm going to go on to the next point and that's spending money ferociously on things that don't provide you value so like Shaq said it's not about not spending money it's not about like you know I don't want to spend anything at all and I want to stick it in my bank and wait 800 years for it to double in my ISA like that's not the case like I've spent a lot of money this year, but I've got a lot of things around me that I can crack on with and I can get shit done with. I mean, I've got a lot of assets here. Um, and it's about spending money on assets rather than liabilities, like we said about consumables earlier. Yeah, that is... Spend £800 a week on alcohol if you wanted yeah. to go out ferociously every week. You can have I don't it. know if you're like me, right? But back to that one quickly. I don't want to spend too much there because I fit too long there because I feel like we've already covered it, right? Yeah. But... With money, I don't know anybody else, but I literally used to write off £150 every weekend, right? Yeah. I would look at my wage at the start of the month, and I would literally write off £150 for every weekend. I'd be like, right, I'm spending that on getting out, out of my face. And that was it, right? £150 and, a week? Yeah, easy. Well, so that's, wait, hold up, that's your wages every single month? Yes, that's it. Six hundred pounds, and I'd be out three out of four weekends a month, if not four out of four. If not, I'd be out on a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday every single one of them weeks. You know, mean you used to go out on a Thursday and then you'd never show up to work on a Friday. Like that was the reality of it. It was horrible, absolutely horrible. Looking back on it, but, yeah. yeah. And I've yeah, I've never done it myself, but I've been with people who have spent what eight, nine hundred a grand on a night out and then come back the next day and they're like, Oh, I've just lost a grand last night and I'm like, Well how can you like surely at one point in that night you think, Fuck like No, right. And that that is all because alcohol pro provides this ego, that it provides this facade of like I am the fucking tip. 
and then you wake up in the morning and you realise you're not the tits and it's not a nice realisation. But yeah, I don't want to spend too much time there. I did want to move on to being comfortable just as a whole. Being like, comfortable as a whole. Like, being comfortable, right, is almost an insult at this point. Like, Jack said to me the other day, we were having a conversation about something. He's getting a little bit heated. He was like, Shaq, you sound comfortable. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> like, fuck you. Right. And it's only... Go on, you, you, carry on. You, you carry on. I was going to say, it's only because... It's only because of personal experience. Like, And I feel I'm a bit ignorant to the fact that I can't expect everyone else to feel like this. But every single time in my life where I've had some shit go wrong, something bad's gone wrong, and I've became uncomfortable, like incredibly uncomfortable, I've come out the other side with something better than I used to have. Like, it's just being at that stage where you think, like, shit, sink or swim. Like, I need to put every ounce of my energy yeah. to get back to the fucking island. Like, you need to realise that you don't have to live outside your comfort zone. I cannot remember where I heard this. I wish I could credit the author. Right. You don't have to live outside your comfort zone. There's no need to. But you do have to leave it every so often, okay? So it's not about spending a life outside your comfort zone. That doesn't sound pleasant for anybody, right? But it is, you do have to have the understanding that every week or so, every few days, you've just got to spend a minute outside of your comfort zone. That's all it's going to take. It's going to take a minute, all right? Or like me and Jack jumping on here, still not necessarily 100% comfortable, right? So it's like, right, on a Sunday, I'm going to spend 45 minutes outside of my comfort, outside of my comfort zone. What is that? That's like 5% of my day, something like that? Doing that consistently and just taking that step out every so often, right, will create such large change on the grand scheme of things. Does that make sense? And you start to shift that energy from anxious energy to excited energy. Like once you've done it a few times, then you start making goals for that thing you're doing. Like if you say for an example, a, a girl go to the gym. In our gym, the weights were upstairs and the, the female and like the... the cardio that sort of thing was downstairs and a lot of females when they go into that gym they're like i don't really want to go upstairs if unless you're tory tory will like just shot in and like yeah but yeah the girls won't walk up the stairs they'll be like i, I don't want to be like i feel uncomfortable like I've, there's a lot of men up there but then when you go up there you've been up there a few weeks then they start making goals they start like they start getting on the, the barbell, they start putting weights on the barbell, they're not shy to stick weights on there, they're not shy yeah. to walk over to the other room and grab a piece of equipment. Like, once you've been in there a few times, then it will make you comfortable enough to start setting goals. But even, like, just down to the things you do, say, obviously, for me, a lot of the stuff we do is social media-based, right? So down to, like, me putting that post out the other day, like I said, put a very personal post out on... She, Thursday, yeah, put a very personal post out on Thursday, right? And it's like, that wasn't comfortable. And I said to somebody yesterday, I said, I had a vulnerability hangover. That's what it felt like, right? So I put that post out on the Thursday, right? And that yeah. was a massive step outside my comfort zone. So once again, just that, that three seconds outside my comfort zone to press, to press the post button, right? But then I felt like that gave me a vulnerability hangover is what I called it. Like Friday... Right, didn't want to look at my phone. My phone made me like extremely anxious. Like, didn't really want to do much. Didn't want to look. Like, even and that's it. Richard now said there that was a great post, right? And I said to somebody yesterday that it, like, all the praise I got and like the congratulations and that was wonderful, right? Like, it was lovely, but it felt almost undue because like I don't know a different way. Like, my life is just my life. Do you know what I mean? But once again, it was that, and so yeah, Friday, I didn't really do much, like, vulnerability hangover, just like, fuck, like, that's out there for the world to see, but it was necessary, right, it was a quick step outside my comfort zone, it was necessary, and now all of a sudden we're here, do you know what I mean, nothing bad happened, apart from the fact that everybody got some value from it, do you know what I mean, but yeah, carry on. Yeah, um, I like that the vulnerability hangover. I haven't seen, I haven't heard that phrase before. The vulnerability hangover. No, I came but up I with can it. Tell you now, like the vulnerability hangover happens on a weekly basis within the business journey, like yeah. within the online business journey. Anyway, because at, 
at all times you're putting yourself in the arena and putting yourself on the stage to for people to heckle at you constantly. So yeah. yeah. And that's it, right? There was not one single bad comment. I didn't think there would be, like, I don't allow people on social media who bring bad vibes anyway, right? So I knew that everything I got off of it would be positive. But it was like, like, Friday, I was just, like, I woke up a little bit late because, like, my brain was just going round and round and round on the Thursday evening. And everything just pointed to Friday. I turned my phone off at half past seven. At half past seven, I was like, right, that needs to go off. It can come back on in the morning. And yeah, it felt really vulnerable. But once again, it's okay. You're allowed to, you're allowed to do that. But it's that quick step outside your comfort zone that's required. Show them your flaws, and they'll give you applause. Alex, if you're watching, thank you, mate, for that. For that yeah. stuff. And once again, that back to that um, Theodore Roosevelt quote about the man in the arena. I can't remember the whole thing off the top of my head. Kirsty could probably recite the whole fucking thing to you. But, but yeah, man in the arena, is that it? The, every, all praise belongs to not he who is outside making judgments and saying, ha-ha, look at you. It goes into the man in the arena. So, yeah, be the man in the arena. Put yourself in the arena. And if you're in the arena, then stop listening to everybody outside of the arena. They're irrelevant. They never stepped yeah. in the arena. What are they talking about? They're not there to fight. They're there to just sit there and spectate. So... And shout things. <laughs> you, they're like they're like that um, that old lady when you go to your Sunday league football game, and they're like, "Get to Stanksavers." That's yeah. Thing. <laughs> but yeah, and another thing is being comfortable. Right, there'll never be a right time to do anything. There wasn't a right time to make that post. Not a right time to do anything. Not a right time to start a business. Not a right time to get a new friendship group. Not a right time to leave your job and find a new one. There's never a right time. It's about creating the time and creating the opportunity to make it right. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you are ready inside, then there'll never be a wrong time. But there's never going to be a 100% right time. You just have to do it. If it doesn't work, like I wrote in that post the other day, there's nothing that at this point in your life you can't recover from. I don't care if you're watching this and you're 70 years old, which you're not, right? If you are... There's nothing that you can, there's no risk that you can take now that you can't bounce back from in the next three years. So just take the risk, right? Because so many people stay in that comfort zone, right? So fucking scared of their own shadow, right? They're trying so hard not to get hurt or not to be uncomfortable. They never actually achieve anything anyway. They just go through life like zombies. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's uh, Tori done a good Wednesday interactive last week on this saying about obviously you've got to do something to become confident at it. And then when you become confident, at it, then you can build your confidence in it. Like it's that loop of like actually doing it, then becoming confident, then becoming confident and then taking it to the next level, doing something different, because, like being confident at it, becoming confident and then becoming confident at it. So, yeah, I get that. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. Okay, so what else have we got left? Closed-minded opportunity. Being unorganised and getting dragged through life, I just want to touch on that again quickly. Right, because I did mention it, but I will mention it again. Sort your routine out. Know what you're doing. Be proactive. Don't be reactive. Being reactive is horrible. When you're reactive, you'll always be in a bad mood. You'll never achieve anything for yourself, and you'll constantly just play a part in somebody else's life because you didn't have yours you didn't have your script set out for yourself. Do you know what I mean? You end up reading from somebody else's script because you've got nothing planned in your day. Somebody will say, do you fancy doing this? And you'll say yes, just because you've got nothing planned when actually you had things that you could have been doing and spending your time better. I feel like that's very important. Um, and you said something in there and it, <laughs> it, triggered, it triggered something we used to say at work. So there's this, I think everyone watching has probably got this one one friend or has had this one friend or one person in their life that they've probably got rid of now. But everything you say to them, they're like, we used to, there was to be a certain person at work. I don't want to name drop them in here, but everything you say, he'd look for a negative in it. And you, you, everything, like if say, for example, nowadays, when I say to you, Shaq, like blah, 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 and you accidentally or ignorantly come back to me, I'm like, oh, what are you doing this person for? I don't know if you, can you remember? Yeah. No, I've got one person in mind who I'm very <laughs> unfond of, but you said he, and that was a she, so I don't know who you're talking about, but it's fine. Oh, yeah, no. Maybe, but yeah, we won't, we won't out the name now anyway, but yeah, <laughs> that, there's a lot of people like that, right? And 
a point I'd like to take from that is the people that ask how are the ones that you need to stay away from, right? So when you come up with an idea, the how is the least important part. The reason, the part that matters is the why, all right? So you know them people who, you know, I'm going to start a business, for example, yeah? That's what we'll use because that's, that's what I've been in, right? So I'm going to start a business. Well, how are you going to do that? That doesn't matter. Why don't you ask me why I'm going to do that? Because if you ask me why, I'm going to say, because I want to create a better life, because I want this, because I want that, right? You say how, well, right now I don't know how, right? But the how isn't important. It's the why that's important. If you put enough reason behind your why, the how will naturally come. So, yeah, stay away from the people that ask how. Stay away from them. They're toxic. Unless, like, yeah. But yeah, go yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And what you? You're gonna do that? What you? Yeah, you? You're, you're... Yeah, you? Yes, <laughs> me. Yes, Sandra. <laughs> I'm the one that's going to do it. And what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> but right, I've just got one more point I want to touch on. I believe this is the seventh, but I've completely lost track here. Right, blaming external things for where you are now. Right, I want everybody to know that the weather has got nothing to do why you with why you aren't doing what you're doing. Nothing going on outside of your body has anything to do with what you're doing. Everything that you're doing now is a direct correlation to the effort you've put in in the past. Does that make sense? Right? Yeah. So people who aren't where they want to be will say, oh, well, I hadn't had the money and at the time I hadn't had all of these things. No, you've had them all. You just haven't used them in the correct way. And it's up to you from today to stop worrying about the past and what you could have done back then and to focus on doing everything from now inside of you to create what you want. Because I can promise you, nothing outside of you is ever going to be responsible for your success or your failure. It's all going to be from within you. Go. Um, oh, there was something I was going to touch Richard upon Richard put the comments, a problem to every solution, people bring you a vibe for sure. So yeah, there are people who have got a problem for every solution. That is exactly it. They're the same people that ask how instead of asking why. You'll say, I'm <laughs> going to do this, they'll find a problem in it. Yeah, I know, like going back to your, to, to what you were saying about the the people that sort of ask how and, and like, Wait, I was then catching on something and I completely fucking... I've gone off track. I've gone completely off the line. You know when Jordan Belfort say, stay on the line, and I've literally got lost. Yeah, like, that's fine, right? Point one, blame external things for where you are right now. That's it. That's what I was going to say. Those people which come out of them excuses and they're not tied into the thing you've asked about and you're like, well, how does that make sense? Like, how, how have you not achieved that because of that? Why are you blaming that? Like, <laughs> yeah. what? For what? Right, like, they, you don't bother to argue that. Like, you're yeah. angry, or you're not angry, right? But you're blaming things that don't even make sense to blame. Like, I can't come up with an example on the spot. You're usually good at examples, so if you can't come up with one, then we're all fucked. But, <laughs> but yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I'm going to try my yeah. hardest to come up with an example. Have you got one? Come up with an example. It's just like, why haven't you done the work? Oh, because my mum's not washed my clothes. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like... There's things that, okay, so that's another thing. So expectation, right? So I, the other morning, yeah, I wake up at five o'clock and I usually make my mum a cup of tea and leave it in the kitchen in the morning, right? Now I was running a little bit late, so I got up about quarter past five, I think. And I'd gone to make a coffee and I just made myself one, right? Now it's six o'clock, my mum comes in my room, she's like, you didn't make me a coffee. She's in a proper bad mood about it, right? Like a proper bad mood. And I just laughed at myself, right? And I said to her, I said, see, the issue here is, right, the issue isn't that I didn't make you the coffee. That's not where the issue lays. The issue lays in the fact that you expected the coffee to be made for you when you got up, right? And that's, that goes for a lot of things. Like, I'll be pissed off when, you know, somebody doesn't do something that they said they're going to do. But the problem is never in the fact that they didn't do it. It's in the expectation you had towards it, right? And once again, that comes down to being fully self-sufficient, yeah? So if the only person you rely on is yourself, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying you can do everything as a one-man bank. You can't. You're going to need help. But what I'm saying is, when it comes to your frustration, 
if you actually sit back and analyse it for a minute, yeah, you'll realise that a lot of your frustration comes from expectation, not actually from what people are doing. Yeah, yeah, like, and that ties in with the bank, doesn't it? It's like expecting a little bit in your bank, so then when you do see a lot in your bank, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. But expectation, expectation. like... It kind of makes you you it makes you think what it kind of makes you review what you do for people as well because you're like I don't want to do that too much they'll get used to that do you know what I mean? And that's it, right? So this is another problem. Don't set, don't let people expect of you what isn't sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like I think a good example of this is when people get new girlfriends, right, or new boyfriends or new partners, right? They'll go out of their way for the first few months to do everything they can right to be this shining star and then a year in it's no longer sustainable you can't continue to do everything for that person but because it's now become an expectation right or things or certain things that now start to bug you you've let them get away with for so long so they're now expectations yeah <clears throat> I can't remember where I was going. I've completely fucking lost that. But your yeah. expectations, like if you're buying, if you're buying your missus, your new missus something weekly, and then the the eighth yeah, week you've stopped. come in and the honeymoon period has stopped, and on the ninth week you don't buy her anything, she's gonna throw a toilet. And now she's pissed off. Once yeah. again, she's not pissed off at anything apart from her own expectations, right? And that's where a lot of it comes from. Yeah, prime example: relationships don't give so much in the start of a relationship that you can't sustain it because you'll end up pissing yourself and your and your significant other off but right yeah okay i believe we're about 45 minutes in mate so we're about an hour in i think yeah but we didn't jump on at half past exactly but <laughs> right go give a final shout out to the platform so final shout out yeah so Everyone that's watching, everyone that's stayed in from the start as well, thank you because, you know, that does help. That helps massively when there's people in the room and there's, there's consistent viewers throughout. And um, for anyone that wants to go over to Spotify and check out, please head over to Spotify. It's also on Apple iTunes as well. Um, Coffee with Shaq and Jack. If you go follow it. Spotify, then come over to our Instagrams at Affiliate with Jack and at Shaquille Alonso. They are in the description of the podcast, I believe. Come over to our social medias, check out what we do, send us messages, ask us questions, inboxes are always open, love to help people. Yeah? And let's, let's the, create only, the only thing we ask, if you watch it, is just share it with a friend, share it with someone who you think that could take value from it as well. Um, so yeah, go give it a follow on Spotify, on Apple if you listen on Apple. Go give us yeah, a follow. Yeah, tell people about it. Like, this information's out there for the world to hear. I want the world to hear it if they can. But yeah, guys, right, we'll leave that there. Let's jump off. Stop talking shit. See you all next week for episode four of Coffee with Shaq and Jack. Yeah? Yeah. See you all next week, guys. Have a good weekend. What's, what's left of it anyway? What's left of it? Sweet. But yeah, catch you all soon. Mate.